everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and I want to welcome you to the podcast version of Mike Murphy's Friday Rumblings. For years, these have been a Facebook post each Friday. I decided these words were worth spreading to a wider audience and worth making accessible in another format that might be easier for some people. Full disclosure, Mike Murphy is my husband, and this was not his idea. In fact, I'm the narrator. Rob Bell says, everything is spiritual. You might listen to this podcast and say, wait a minute, sounds like there is some political content included. I would simply echo Rob Bell's words, everything is spiritual. Give the rumblings a listen and see if you agree, or maybe you'll disagree, but I guarantee it will be food for thought. Whether you agree or disagree, keep the conversation going. Also, if you want a print version of the rumblings, you can find it in the show notes or friend Mike on Facebook. Now, are you ready to rumble? This week, the NAACP Board of Directors issued a formal travel advisory for the state of Florida. This action is a direct response to Governor Ron DeSantis's aggressive and ongoing attempts to erase Black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. Travel notice states that Florida is openly hostile toward African Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ individuals. Before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African Americans and other communities of color. I'm glad the NAACP did this. Other advocacy organizations are taking similar action. They see the need to stand up to the Florida governor and legislature. Will it do any good? For those of us who are Floridians and are concerned about the political shenanigans going on in the state, it's always good to know that we have allies. What happens in Florida matters. After all, DeSantis' ultimate goal is to make America Florida. That, my friends, is a very, very bad idea. Rumble 2. When we confess sin, we are saying, in effect, I want to tell the truth about my life. This is what I've done. I blame no one but myself. I want to be pardoned and healed. I need a savior. I grew up in a religious tradition that helped me to view confession as a sacramental act, a sacred encounter with our brokenness, and an opportunity to once again receive the unmerited favor of God's grace. Confession of sin is a restorative, interactive healing encounter with the living God. I think involving another person to witness the confession can be a very good practice. Rumble 3 Start considering that which troubles you, that which keeps you up at night, that which stirs you in the deepest kind of way. Use that to focus and allow it to become the fuel behind you becoming a force for good in the world. Kurt Bickman, founder of Good Grocer, addressing graduates at St. John's University, Minnesota. This is good advice for all of us, don't you think? No matter our age, we can slip into a rut if we're not careful. I see it happen every day. I watch people with potential and unfulfilled dreams make a decision to just kind of wander through life instead of living fully into it. 
Rumble 4. It's been said that preaching, at its core, is about handing on to others the fruits of one's own contemplation. And what is contemplation? It is the action of looking thoughtfully and prayerfully at something. Scripture always beckons the preacher for a long time. The hope is, for the preacher, that something of benefit will stir in his or her heart and soul, and perhaps that something will be worthy of proclamation, and people will actually listen and then trust the Spirit, who is always ready and able to move in someone's life. What I miss the most about not having opportunities to preach anymore is all of the above. Rumble 5. My home is in Christianity, but I have cottages everywhere. David Hayward. So do I. So should we all. Hunkering down with only those who agree with us isn't a particularly good strategy. Rumble 6. Everything in this life is going to be taken away from us, except one thing, God's love, which can go into death with us and take us through it and into his arms. Tim Keller. Keller, according to his friend and New York Times columnist David Brooks, was fond of saying, cheer up, you are a worse sinner than you ever dared imagine, and you're more loved than you ever dared hope. Tim Keller died last week. He was a passionate and erudite disciple of Jesus. His speaking and writing influenced thousands and thousands of people. He was definitely a difference maker. Rest in peace. Rumble 7. I don't dig deeply into end times theology. The left-behind books and movies left me cold, and occasionally someone asks me about them, and when I'm not exuberantly positive, they get miffed. Periodically, I do, however, pick up an old friend, an apocalyptic novel entitled Father Elijah by Michael D. O'Brien. I think it's my fourth time through it. It's rich and weighty, at times overly so, but it always gets me thinking and praying about my place in a world that I discern is becoming increasingly unhinged and where we are getting a rather unpleasant whiff of what the spirit of Antichrist smells like. The novel captures well the stark differences between the fruits of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, and the fruits of the shadowy, malignant spirit of Antichrist, which produces anger, finger-pointing, divisiveness, legalism, deceit, and of course, pride. Yes, always pride. Rumble 8. Sometimes the Bible in the hand of one person is worse than a whiskey bottle in the hand of another. There are just some kind of men and women who are so busy worrying about the next world, they've never learned to live in this one. And you can look down the street and see the results. Harper Lee, To Kill a Mockingbird. We've all met people who are so heavenly-minded that they are of no earthly good. Most of us have probably seen that person in the mirror more than once. Richard Rohr reminds us that Christianity is a lifestyle, a way of being in the world that is simple, nonviolent, shared, and loving. However, we made it into an established religion, 
and all that goes with that, and avoided the lifestyle change itself. We could be warlike, greedy, racist, selfish, and vain throughout most of Christian history and still believe that Jesus is our personal Lord and Savior or continue in good standing to receive the sacraments. The world has no time for such silliness anymore. The suffering on earth is too great. Rumble 9. Just as religious traditions are rooted in a set of beliefs, the phenomenon of violence flows from a belief in its power to save us. The greatest religion on the planet is not Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, or Judaism, but the pervasive faith in violence. Walter Wink, Methodist minister, pacifist, Bible scholar. He passed away in 2012. Rumble 10. I see no compelling reason for any state to try to mandate that the Ten Commandments be prominently displayed in public schools, nor do I understand why legislation is being considered to resegregate schools. Attempts by Christian nationalists to foist their beliefs upon us are coming fast and furious. I still believe, as a practicing U.S. citizen and a fervent follower of Jesus, in the separation of church and state, and I strongly believe that any attempt to return to our racist past is sinful beyond measure.